and that quarterback, number 19. I have no idea it's all about anything you just said. It was just a garbled mess. <laughs> I think we're in a... Uh, I don't know. I think we should just give up on everything <laughs> right now. I mean, they're bad, dude. Miles Garrett looked good. Is that his name? Yep. <laughs> Who's that? For some reason, I felt he's our number one pick. Okay. He had two sacks. Four balls. Two sacks. The, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we'd have to expect uh, a, oh, I don't know, you know, like a Deshaun Kaiser to be Russell Wilson or something for this season to actually be better than not, it's going. He's not even going to. He might not even play anymore. <laughs> it seems like it could. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, they took him out because he sucked real bad. He throws a lot of touchdowns when he's. Or no, I'm sorry, I reversed that. He throws a lot of interceptions when he's going in for a touchdown, which seems like a bad, like nervous tick, right? Mm. Like every time you're on the 20 yard line, like, you're fucking. He's like throwing interceptions <laughs> every time. You know, Maybe he's like that. Uh, what was it? The the major league uh, two. Oh, uh, wild thing. Well, there's that, but then there's also the catcher in major league two, the sequel, oh, yeah, like the... where he has to talk about women's panties when he throws the ball back to the pitcher. <laughs> Maybe Deshaun Kaiser needs to be like Burley or said whatever he's currently doing. Hit a curveball. Can't hit a curveball. Or we need Joe Boo or something. Anything. But I guess like Kevin Hogan's our quarterback now. Lots of things were new to me uh, upon watching the game. I didn't know our kicker was named Zane Gonzalez, which seems like part of our esteemed draft class. He was apparently really good in college. But uh, how many did he miss yesterday? Two at least. Oh, I mean, one was oh, a long one. Close. One of them was like a fifty. Not going to make. And yet, the New York Jets kicker hits a fifty-seven yarder as time expires in the second half. Called that one. Yeah. Well, uh, it's just rough. Like nobody. I mean, just like last year, like everybody that they're playing against seems better than they are. I mean, like the Jets beat the shit out. Of, you know, the Jets are playing them way better the whole game, and I don't think they're very good. Yeah, I mean, the Jets have a far better record, but when you look at a Brown schedule, that's a team you think, hey, maybe we could beat the Jets, you know? Josh McCown. Is yeah. he their starting quarterback? Yes. He oh, was, and he, beat, he beat, and he beat the Browns yesterday. Jesus Christ. Ugh, I, I did have a laugh when like the uh, announcers are like, Josh McCown is taking a beating. <laughs> I just was like, yeah. he's taking a lot of those, buddy. Don't worry. He'll be all right. <laughs> McCown sliding into that wall against the Rams. 
a few years ago and right into the wall. And the cheerleader yeah. just keeps on cheering. No reaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did Johnny Football did Johnny Football come in that game? I think he may have. Uh, probably. Johnny Fanzales. It's all um, just a terrible blur. And I mean, at this it's point, all of, yeah. who's better the, at the you know three games into a season, or I guess five, I should say. Um, yeah. Was I feel like Manziel was better five games in than Kaiser showing us. Sucks. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's not any good. I don't think Kevin Hogan is either. Unfortunately. Well, and you know, at least there's some he's some staying power there. I feel like he's been kicking around in the background for the Browns for a while now. That too, and then I wondered whether I just confused him with Connor Shaw. Oh, there is Connor Shaw. Mm. Mm. He's gone, I think. But I think Kevin Hogan's been there for a little bit. Hoagie, as you've been calling him, the old Hoagie. Yeah, but I mean, he's still worse than Kaiser, or else he would have started ahead of him. So, like, what's worse than shit? Worse than the guy who sucks. You're right. That's an important thing to bring up. I mean, and Cody Kessler, do you remember that guy? Yeah. yeah. But here, let us let me let me just toss this one out there. So much of football they place on the sort of size and metrics of the, of the person, you know? And Kaiser right. looks like a quarterback, you know? He's big and all of that. Lauded, touted, lauded, I should say. Sorry, lauded and yeah. touted out of uh, college. You know, so that's the kind of things that are put you in the front of the line much like you know being the son of a rich man or something in the rest of the world um yeah whereas you know hogan maybe you know maybe he's scrappy enough to i don't know i'm just kind of rambling but uh i i do think football in general tends to place a lot more on the uh the size and you know the measurables rather than the heart maybe hoagie's got the heart Mm, heart full of hoagie. A heart full of hoagie. But Gross. we also, and uh, to further defend my argument, we have here that uh, Brian Hoyer and Brandon Whedon are still quarterbacks in the NFL. And yet, Colin Along with Kaepernick, Josh McCown, just to reiterate. <laughs> yeah, Colin Kaepernick, a quarterback who at one point took a team to the Super Bowl. And had a good year last year. Beyond For a that. terrible team. He yeah, the Browns. Hey, we're totally a terrible team. Down. We could use a good year. Yeah, we. Chris Poland's right. We are a terrible team. They should sign him. I'm totally yeah, in favor absolutely. of it. But I mean, uh, you know, our owner is uh, Jerry Jones wannabe, so I kind of doubt. I'm sure he's a Trump campaign contributor. So, so fuck it all. It doesn't matter. Yep. Well, only took us that long <laughs> to get there. Bring it back to something positive. Buster Screen's haircut. Did either of you guys see that? He plays for the Jets now. There's a lot going on there. A lot. Explain happening. it, because I missed it. It's uh, peroxide yellow bleach, right? With a sort of a battlefield Earth vibe. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you look like cool. a Houston demolition man. Oh, mixed, mixed with you know what the kids are into these days with the hip hop. Uh, right now, Buster Screen. Six B's and a P is saying Buster Screen look like broke ass motherfucker running the like fly through drive through Taco Bell in Demolition Man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. He sucks. Yeah, that's fair. Fucking. He got out though. Of Cleveland. Yes. 
Yeah, he's still I playing. That, it's impressive. I mean, these guys are all still. We talked about that. Some we talked about it a couple times on the show, but I remember having like an episode a few seasons back where we talked about how like the Cleveland Browns are one of the only teams that were like we remember these certain players. I remember that guy from the Browns. He was pretty good, but it's like this delusional. Like when nobody else even takes them. Like once they leave the Browns, like people don't get signed, you know? Yeah. And, but then they're, like, they're not as good as they were. Josh Cribbs is a hero to Josh no other Cribs team. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You know, or um, I don't know. Like even, like even fucking Ernest Biner. Like basically, all he did was like make it so he didn't go to a couple couple Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> he was like some sort of like you're like fuck, man. It's like our Emmett Smith. Yeah. What's I would say though that there are some. I would say the Browns. Yes, maybe we like mythologize the wrong people but then we also don't hang on to people that could be at least serviceable you know right yeah they don't like to do that it's either like terrible or slightly less terrible right you know like the fact of the matter is the jets are three and two with josh mccown and buster screen on the fucking team you know right and those are two guys we used to be like, get them the fuck out of here. They suck, you know. Uh, I will say, maybe jumping ahead slightly and we can come back around, I do think there are some good players on this team. Yeah, there are a few. Miles Garrett's good. Miles Garrett's good. Duke Johnson is really good. Um, I think Najoku, he had another uh, good touchdown. He's a rookie. Set the valve quarterback, or another, He's sorry, good. tight end. First white guy to take a knee. Shout out. Valve uh, was the first. Yeah, the first uh, white uh, kneel down. Oh, yeah. Back to Buster Screen, though. There was one play where, I swear to God, had had he still been a Brown, they would have called pass interference on him. Because he definitely touched the guy before the ball was there. The crowd booed heavily, and he Mm. he got away with it. And he was pretty cocky about it, too. Uh, But I also, I think... Two things. I have a double theory here, I guess, that the Browns wearing orange, much like hunters in the woods, it calls attention to everything they do. And when you're already deeply flawed, you don't need a harsher spotlight shined upon you. Are you saying it's time to change the color scheme? Let's get rid of the orange. We're the Browns. Let's go full brown. (laughs) Just the other thing I was going to say, though, is like a lot of times, you know, like when you're already like, you know, there's the saying, don't kick a dog while he's down. But the fact of the matter is human people tend to circle around a dog that's down and all join in on kicking it, you know. And uh, the Browns are the dog. dog. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And the officials yeah. are, are the masses, the the peanut gallery. You know, they're like, oh, they're already losers. Let's get our penalty quota for the week and blow some fucking bullshit pass interference call that we'd let go if it was a better team in a more important game. There, I said it. <laughs> I like it. It's all fixed anyway. Yeah. Browns are, I, I don't know. There's a couple really bad teams. They're not the only ones. Who are the other bad ones? The Chargers? Are they bad? Yeah, the Chargers, the Giants. Oh, yeah. I did Bye. see a little, little bit of good news. The Rapist from Pittsburgh threw five interceptions this week in one yeah. game and afterwards said, maybe I don't have it anymore. 
And uh, that, that makes me happy. I hope he quits. And that'd be cool. <laughs> wow. Speaking of kicking dogs, kick a mother down. Let's circle the body. <laughs> We've got a lot of non-football stuff in the second half, just to keep you you around. So Ian, who's not on this episode, shout out to Ian. Hi, Ian. Yo, Ian. Re- Ian's really upset at Hugh Jackson. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this for a little bit. And I, I get his points. I just, I don't know. I definitely get his points, but does it matter? And you brought that up, Brian. I think you said in our text thread while we were watching the game, like, would anybody else be any? What are you going to do? And Ian said yes. He's mad about, like, and that goes back to the point which we brought up earlier in this episode and we mentioned last year when they were so terrible, too, several times that doesn't quite have the fundamentals down like your margin for error you can't do anything wrong so like coaching decisions could you know if he fucks up like you know a play call on third down or he goes for it on fourth down when he shouldn't like mm-hmm. would be better you know yeah i mean i think I mean, ian yeah. could probably to play the ian put on the ian hat for a bit my name's ian <laughs> But going for it on fourth down on the three yard line and not getting it is just a killer. Right? I mean, that's. Get in. Did you see that, Chris? Did you watch any of the game Sunday? I watched none of it. You're a better man. They went for it on fourth down on like the four yard line and didn't get it. Hmm. And then the Jets marched down the field, put together the first drive of the game, and scored a touchdown to basically put the game. Make it a two-score game. Okay. And sure enough, the Browns scored another touchdown, but it was too little too late at that point, and mm. we lost 17-14. Gotcha. And on top of that, you know, clock management has not proven to be a strong suit. But, you know, when a rookie quarterback is your mm-hmm. instrument. Is Pat going to get you there? Is Pat Shermer or any of these other fucking idiots that we've had? Hasn't I mean, that always been the issue? Though? Chuck, like the, the terrible, like, you know, wasted timeouts and just dumb shit. Our coaches are always terrible. I mean, I would say... Plus, I gotta imagine when you have... That is one thing you could point to where we could have won this game. But you know how else we could have won this game? Scoring Not more touchdowns? Two interceptions when you're on the fucking five-yard line. And uh... one of the... Field goals would have tied this game. Zane Gonzalez, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I mean, I just think there's not enough talent and experience yet to really, it would take a miracle, honestly. Yeah. Maybe they'll turn around. Maybe they'll get a couple wins as the season progresses, but. Maybe that's what we need to turn to, you know? Some new god, darker otherwise, that'll uh, give us that miracle we need. I also so just a podcast about the w, WNBA. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say too. I'm sticking with what I've said for years, and that if they don't keep the front office and the head coach for more than two years, they will never turn it around. Right. You know, Marvin Lewis has had some terrible seasons with the Bengals. They're having one right now, but they stuck with him, and you know. Hey, they maybe haven't won a playoff game, but they've been to the fucking playoffs, and I'd hand, I'd take that as a Browns fan. Right. Oh yeah. I think it's ironic that um, the other Cleveland sports teams are so good right now, but our podcast is about the shitty one. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, it is in here. All right. 
Ooh, right by the wrestling update. I like it. All right, so that's coming up. Wrestling, basketball, baseball. <laughs> if you're into any of those things, we're going to talk about those and the government. Yeah, about some boxing. Anything in here too? No, but we could put it in there. It could be. We are the we are the makers of the destiny of We are the podcast. makers of things. The um we do before we go to break, Luke's got like a triple header, double header. I think he sent me one a few weeks back because I didn't tell him we weren't gonna do any more in a way. Uh, a bunch of ass triple ass. But before we go to that, I guess we've hit on this a little bit, but are there any bright spots, Brian? Is there a certain player that jumps out to you? Yeah, I think we've uh, mentioned him earlier. Najoku, Duke, DeValve, and Garrett all seem good. There's also that uh, wide receiver, Kaysen Williams, I think, who apparently we picked up from the Seahawks practice squad, and he seemed like the favorite target yesterday. So, you know, something. Duke left, definitely looked good in that game we watched together, Weeby. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah, what you, said, you guys watched that one together where I, I was – I might have been at the Indians game. I think you were, yeah. Yeah, you were. I missed that one. Yeah. That's you where didn't miss old... much. Yeah, that was a, a, not a good game. And Kaiser got a migraine and left for a little bit. That's one of the weirder. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I know migraines suck, but uh, never heard of that happening in a football game before. Sprained his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I think that led to my and favorite that... part of that game. Uh the fact that there was a repeated dad joke of, I think Hugh Jackson's the one with the migraine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he look, have you guys noticed um, Hugh wearing that orange windbreaker looks like uh, prison staff? Like, like <laughs> in the yard? He might or, feel that way. Like... I didn't know. And it's huge. Yeah. Pullover uh, plastic windbreaker. What's the Cleveland prison called? Do we know? Well, can't think of the one right up there. Probably like Cuyahoga or Cuyahoga County Correctional Might Facility. Well or uh, Triple CF. <laughs> let's send it off. Speaking of Northeast Ohio, but let the Amish part where everybody's lame, but where's Fubu jerseys anyway? And like Big Baby Dram, the Browns' defense is beyond all that fuck shit. You know why? Because we came out there and we whooped on their asses. Le'Veon Bell didn't do shit. He's a fellow neighbor of mine. He went to Groveport Madison High School here in Columbus, Ohio, just five minutes down the road. And that fucker didn't do shit. And I just want to give a big shout out. To the whole defense. They are my ass eater of the week. Greg Williams schemes with his safeties deep, allowing for interceptions. Schobert, Nasib, um, everybody on the defense, except probably Jamar Taylor because Antonio Brown was all over the place. But, uh, yeah, the defense was incredible this week. I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised and um, – and also, the offense, uh, it looked decent. I mean, other than Kaiser not being able to get rid of the ball in time or learning how to throw it away, he held his own. He didn't get rattled. And for the first time in 
almost two years, I didn't see the wheels fall off in the second half. It was unbelievable. I came away from that game not feeling terribly upset, which is something we are so used to being Browns fans. We're just, we're used to feeling miserable. I felt like we were in it till the last two minutes until we burned that time out on the challenge, which was obviously a catch, but hey, and we didn't even have the most penalties in this game, which was amazing as well. Uh, I didn't, it, it was a big, big, big step forward for us Browns. Um, I, I really, I mean, if I have to give ass eater, I would like to see Dawes or Days run the ball a little more. I don't know if Crow's doing it. He had 17 attempts for 34 yards. He, he looked like he was falling on his face. I mean, our line is better. I know there were seven sacks, but that's only because we have a young quarterback. There wouldn't have been that stat line if we didn't have him throwing the ball away, which I think he'll get used to. And and I, what I'm really thinking we're all worried about right now, and from what I'm reading on sites, is please, please, please do not let Kenny Britt be another Dwayne Bow. Please, Kenny Britt, don't just take your money and run. Please do something for us. At least smoke some weed like Devon Bess and give us a headline if you are going to be like Dwayne Bell. Don't just take your money and run. Well, that is my ass and ass eater of the week. Guys, I am so excited for the Ravens this weekend. I think we'll score more points than the Bengals. And I also think we have a great chance of beating the Colts. And I also think we have a great chance of beating the Jets. I'm hoping for six wins this year. And I'm hoping Kaiser is our quarterback of the future. Because goddamn, that would make me happy. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Alright, welcome to Ass versus Ass Eater of the Week. And like Gangstar says, we definitely do not have those skills that we need so very often, week to week, season to season, decade to decade. We are seriously, seriously lacking skills. So I wanted to start off and say this is going to be a double episode. Uh, I will be updating you about the Bengals versus Browns performance and the Browns versus the Jets performance. Uh, we will start with the Bengals and the Browns and my ass versus ass eater of the week. I am going to go with my ass eater of the week as Emmanuel Ogba. He played out of his mind. He had six total tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, one sack, one quarterback hit, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. And he was basically the bright spot of this game and the only bright spot of this game. Um, because other than him and the line, the defensive line, um, Andy Dalton basically ran the show. So 
I definitely want to give my ass eater of the week uh, to the Browns um, passing uh, defense because it was awful. Andy Dalton, 286 yards and four touchdowns for a 146.0 passer rating. So definitely um, the skills were with Emmanuel Ogba this day. And that brought us to being 4-0 and brings us to present day, Sunday, 10-8-2017, to talk about the, uh, the Browns and the Jets, where Josh McCown comes in and wins against us in our own stadium with a terrible team that is supposedly supposed to be tanking. And they really tried to today with the, the amount of penalties on the um, – Jets in the first half. Uh, I'm going to give. I'm going to start off with the ass eater because I think it's Hugh Jackson today. Uh, I think that uh, Crowell running up the gut fourth and two call was the change in the game. Um, obviously Kaiser didn't help with his interception, and um, I also don't know where we're going with Kaiser now or who our starting quarterback is because this has happened in multiple weeks of Kaiser getting benched. Obviously, Hogan brought a spark to us um, in that limited time he got to play. Uh, but where does that leave us with Hogan and Kaiser? And, I mean, obviously, I I don't buy into the whole, you know, if you take him out, what's that do for his confidence thing? I mean, he's been playing football as a competitor for his whole life. So if, taking you out or if it damages your confidence, you can't. That I, I don't think that's the right quarterback for us. You need somebody that can play through that every week. And if you know having a bad day out doesn't mean your your confidence goes down. You just need to want to get better. So I don't know where where we're at with the um, Kaiser and Hogan thing. But yeah, our my ass eater of the week is definitely Hugh Jackson. I thought his game management was terrible. We're now, what, 1-21. and 21. I don't know where it's getting better. I don't know who's to blame. Uh, so, yeah, that's him. And then, lastly, my as eater of the week. Uh, I mean, our defense played pretty well today. Uh, I thought, particularly in the first half, our pass defense was great. Obviously, we're playing Josh McCown. And I also thought Miles Garrett came off and looked pretty good. Um, they definitely have to plan for him, and that's going to be difficult for any team. Um, obviously, he got off to a quick start, and I mean, think he changes games. But um, yeah, we lost in garbage time again. Duke Johnson's, you know, failed attempt and all that bullshit. Um, so I'm just happy that I got to do this and listen to Gangstar because that was my highlight of my day. So, go Cleveland baseball team. And I will see you guys next week after we lose to the Texans. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pot. <laughs> Something like that. I'm drinking the wine tonight. Can you hear me drinking it? <laughs> I can. I heard, you, <laughs> I heard you pour it too, Julian. A couple of glugs. Ryan Weeby's drinking the wine. Yes. My wine. Poland. <laughs> Ryan Weeby. Brian Costco. Six B's and a P here on AquabreLegion.com. 
the episode. We five games, so we should at least do an episode because we haven't done one since before the season started. And uh, you know, we were so innocent then. I still think they're going to be eleven and five. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, Luke, for the triple ass eater. That's a new kind of triple, 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 triple ass. That is its own section on Pornhub. Triple ass eating. The triple ass eater. Uh, I figured we should probably talk about the anthem protests. Three white guys and all. I figured we should wait. wait well, yeah. everyone wants to know what we think about that. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm I'm uh, protesting the anthem right now. Brian Weeby's kneeling this entire episode. <laughs> kneeling isn't my preferred form of protest. <laughs> Which it, what is your preferred form? Googling triple ass eater on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean I just uh, I, I'm totally in favor of the protests. I hate the state of the country right now. It's terrible. Police bad. are not all bad, of course, but they do seem to shoot black people way more than they shoot white people. And, uh, you know, I think the system is inherently racist. And that is just more and more glaringly obvious with each passing day. I think that's fair and balanced. (laughs) Yeah, it's all very selective. (laughs) It's just like, you know, black people or anyone, for that matter, protesting the national anthem by kneeling and drawing attention to the cause, whatever that cause might be listen to instead of developing some sort of half-assed opinion on you know yeah and you know people wave american flags made in china all the time that they buy at walmart that little kids make and shit and that doesn't seem to be a big deal sure and i mean even if you just want to get in the technicality of like the code of the flag you know you're not supposed to put it on a shirt you're not supposed to pull it out horizontally across the football field Remember when Brandon to hug it like under? our president did while on the com- campaign tour. You know, if you're going to get all your snowflake printed panties in a bunch over some guys kneeling while the national anthem's playing and talk about the sanctity of the flag, you better be following all the rules and you're clearly not. So then it's just painfully obvious that you just really are mad that some black guys are expressing an opinion. Chris? Yes. The national anthem. What's your? Uh, it's just a dumb thing. song that we play uh, before sporting events for some reason, because you know sports mm. are America. I, that guy was a slave owner, I think, too. That wrote that shit. <laughs> it, and did you guys, by chance, catch the Shannon Sharp thing that made the rounds, where he was talking about, you know, like Trump made the comment, you know, they should fire that guy and he'd be a hero. And then the NFL kind of all, more so than before, all there's a bunch more knee-taking, you know, that particular week. But Shannon Sharp essentially stood up and said, like, you know, this just shows that it's all about money, you know. Because the president threatened their pocketbook, and so they decided to show some sort of display of unity that week and taking a knee. But nobody hired Colin Kaepernick. You know, nobody took, you know, like a lot of, and he brought up that a lot of these owners voted for Trump and gave him a bunch of money, you know, like, yeah, they don't really care about the issue. You know, it was just a, oh. a moment of 
hey, don't don't mess with my money, Trump. You know, that's all that uh, yeah. that was two weeks ago, and then we had the whole Pence thing this week, which clearly just a staged thing to rile up their base. You know, clearly he knows that the 49ers players, where the whole protest and it began with Colin Kaepernick, some of them are going to kneel if he shows up at a football game, right? So it was just a, a just a, a distraction. Well, you know, and the Browns actually, Damajewski sent me that photo of like Joe Thomas, like fucking clutching an American, waving American flag or whatever. Like the Browns have been on this whole like united by strife season. And that united by what? Like, failure? It's like, what is it united by? Failure and stripes. I think stripes. It's by stripes, which is like, it means like the stripes in the helmet logo, I guess. In this mm-hmm. case. But it's also got this like, America connotation, you know? And they've been doing that all season. And, you know, the, they were doing linked arm, like all, all this weird shit, like just the owners trying to sort of like uh, take it over the narrative, I guess, more so. Right. The Browns issued the Browns issued and Haslam issued a really good statement after the Trump stuff happened. And I remember reading the statement. I don't remember what all it said, but I remember reading the last paragraph and being like, "Man, I wish they hadn't put that paragraph in because it was all like." Yeah, yeah, I don't understand this need for. Like, it was just like, why are are we being so? I would say clear. It's clear Donald Trump is without a doubt the least diplomatic politician. I've seen in my life, especially right. to hold the presidency. And yet, where people are expected to handle responses to him with this extreme deference or <laughs> diplomacy or, you know, we can't risk losing, you know, the mountain of idiots Which that he is voted not, for him. Showing to anybody, and he isn't showing that to anybody. You know? Right. Like him talking about NFL players like that, you know, which is a whole nother thing. And I talked to me and Sherry got on this when we were, we were talking about this stuff is, you know, I mean, football teams too. Do you have this sort of weird all, I believe all the owners are white. Is that correct? You know, I mean, I think every single one of them is, you know, essentially have dominantly African-American and minority players for mm-hmm. the white owners. You know, it's a pretty weird narrative. <laughs> like I don't, you know, and again, did the NBA, say that uh, their players were not allowed and they would have harsh repercussions if they knelt, kneeled. Yeah, I did see that. (laughs) Yeah, I think I saw that too, but those, they're going to wise up fast, that little fucking dickhead commissioner, you know. (laughs) Little little gremlin, man. He's like the bad guy from uh, Willy Wonka. Like the one who's like, I'm going to get the candy recipe. Like, I mean, the guys? biggest stars in the NBA are pretty outspoken, and I don't that... think they're going to do what they want, and the legal die if it tries to find them or, you know, I mean, it can find them. They don't give a shit, but if it tries to keep them from playing, they're going to change their rules pretty quick, I bet. Has that season started yet? Uh, it's just preseason right no. now. And do they not play the anthem during preseason games? They do. I just America. America doesn't do amateur games. <laughs> I, I, I I don't I'm know. Not I didn't get to the majors. I feel like it's one of those things too, where it it's sort of the uh, maybe the players are just choosing their battles, and the next time some sort of high profile tragedy occurs, that's when they take take a knee, so to speak. 
But yeah, fair yeah. point. Why haven't they done anything yet if they're going to? But, you know, maybe that's ultimately, and I, you know, I know sometimes this talking point gets parroted by the wrong people, but I mean, ultimately, I think our place in the economy and our and society, you know, our, our, our social and economic status is what should unite people more than race, I think, personally. So, at least in how you vote and your opinion on uh, laws and whatnot. But that's just me. It's just Brian. <laughs> that's just your, your unhappy proletariat uh, brother right here. <laughs> Uh, Jesus. Chris, I'll go to you for a, a wrestling update in general on what you've been up to in a minute. But before we go into that as a segue, I want to say I went and watched earlier this summer in the Browns 6B1P offseason. We all went on vacation, and it started with me and Sherry driving to Fairborn and getting Randy and Snyder and going to Rockstar Pro Wrestling fucking awesome and there was um mayhem rules or something happened and then everyone started just hitting each other with chairs <laughs> and it was amazing and i really enjoyed myself and uh but yeah chris of course in addition to doing you do co- uh, color commentary is that your correct title yeah yeah that's right so what's happening in your world there well, um, you were there for Judgment Babe, I believe, in yes. July, which was kind of Terminator 2 themed. Uh, since then, Wrestling Revolver came to town. We had a great show in August, the FN Catalina Wrestling Mixer. Revolver is going to be uh, in action again, I think, the 28th of October. Tales from the Ring in Clive, Iowa. Going to try to make it to that one. Um, Rockstar's been. Plugging along, things are going well. Just had Horrorcore, where every match has a stipulation. Uh, that was good fun. Our champion, our world champion, Trey Miguel, has traveled in Mexico for a couple weeks, defending the title down there in some Lucha Libre promotions. Three guys from uh, Dayton are still killing it on Impact. Desmond Xavier just won a tournament a while back, and... Jake and Dave Christ are now the uh, Impact Tag Team Champions. So that's really cool. Nice, yeah. Nice. And uh, let's see. Next week on, on Wednesday, Billy Guns coming to Rockstar. Taking on Zachary Wentz. That should be fun. I believe he's Nick. Actually, that's weird. He was Badass Billy Gunn or Mr. Ass? Brian, we, yeah, both. Both Mr. Ass for he had a jacket. That's I was uh, actually a big mouth Billy ass. Yeah. <laughs> Billy ass. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's been enjoyable. Uh, Rockstar's good. And I'm all building up to our six year anniversary show in February. With it the whole time? No. Um, I started doing commentary in around July or August of 2015. Okay. But but I've been a fan since I was there for the first show. Uh just in nice. the in the seats, yeah. With the common people. Yep. Was Snyder was not ready when the seat smashing started happening. He was like on the wrong side of the guy that was kind of like holding the audience back and he was holding his chair. Yeah. And so because he's a large man holding a chair, immediately people were like, That guy's a wrestler <laughs> you know, like in the dark. Oh yeah. And uh 
wild for a minute. That was good stuff. <laughs> good times. Chris, what's the website or uh, what do you guys have for that? Oh, uh, uh, rockstarpronetwork.com is where you can subscribe to catch all our uh, weekly amp shows and uh, monthly pay-per-views. You can also catch us on New TV, which is on like the uh, you know Roku and Apple TV, that sort of thing. Uh, we're on there every Saturday at 6.05 p.m. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, um, if I remember correctly, you really enjoyed uh, the performance of uh, our world champion, Trey Miguel, who at the time was working under the moniker Lisa Coleman. Yes, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possessed by the spirit of a member of Prince and the Revolution, right? Uh, he claims to have no memory of it. Yeah, it was, it was weird. So, yeah, that's, when, that's you, what happened, though, right? I yeah, think. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. Get into the Bernie tweets of the week and the tough point. Brian Weeby's tough points. I'm gonna do that. That's a new segment. Ooh, I like that. That's T U T U F F. You gotta spell it with T U F F. Uh, before we get into that, we have a uh, hot seat. Hey, hot seat, 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 all right. All right. So you guys got a, uh, a preview. You guys got one question there that you've you thought about it. You've, you've had some time to think about it. Uh, but I got uh-huh. some other questions. So does one of you want to be the person to always answer first, or you want me to mix it up? Or You can mix it up. You're the host of this segment, brother. You do it your way. Dude, Brian, uh, Chris Poland's right, man. It's your call. All right. Um your hosting so, tough points before we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Costco. What's your favorite sports movie? Me? Yes. Hot seat. My favorite. <laughs> I think my fa- my favorite sports movie is probably Major League. You got brought up. Major League Two got brought up during the break. I think, but is a fantastic film and uh, nice choice. Probably. Be- I love Chris. Favorite sports Newman movie? Song. Favorite sports movie is without a doubt Shaolin Soccer. All right, Ooh. I've not seen that. I should check that out. I've heard good things. Oh, it's fantastic. What about you? What's I gotta go. Bad News Bears. That's nice. Oh, that's good. All right. So continuing with the blockbuster dish, Chris, who's yes. your favorite film director? Oh man, I don't know. There's a gun that's pointed that's at that's your that's head. Um, Sam Raimi. All right, Costco. Oh, that's a terrible one. <laughs> Spider-Man Three. Pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> pick um, one. Pick one. Hot seat. I don't know. Um, you know, I would probably pick someone in like the classic comedy realm. Oh yeah, John Landis. Maybe right. is who I'm thinking. Yeah. But I, you know, I also like. I mean, I like some of Scorsese stuff. I like some Wes Anderson stuff. Sure. No, I think uh, John Landis is a good choice. Although he is responsible for the death of a child, I'm pretty sure. Kill the kid. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I didn't get the uh, well. Quick sidebar here on the hot seat. Uh, I think it was him that uh, it was the Twilight Zone movie where there were four segments, much like the Twilight Zone. His involved a helicopter crash. They got these kids who'd survived the war in Vietnam 
They were all coked up. They crashed the fucking helicopter on them and a famous actor guy. Killed multiple people. Wow. Whoa. Take that, Landis. <laughs> I just I just saw three amigos. <laughs> and you know, uh, oddly enough, he directed that after the Twilight Zone. So it certainly didn't ruin his life or anything. But yeah, two children and Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow died. Wow. Who incidentally was the villainous coach in my favorite sports movie, The Bad News Bears. Bringing it all back wow. around. Hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. Nice, uh, hot seat. Brian, we, who's your favorite director? Uh, I'm going to probably say it's a toss-up between Stanley Kubrick or Paul Thomas Anderson. I just think they both covered a lot of terrain and did so in a very, uh, with, with style. So now we got a new hot seat. Costco, it's you this time. Seat, Favorite seat, actor. Hot seat, hot seat. Living dead any any moment in history. Who's your favorite actor? Favorite actor. Again, I think I gotta go with like something in the more comedic realm. Okay. I've always been a a big fan of Richard Pryor. Okay. He's a good actor. A like, he had range know, too. He did. You know. He's he was in uh, Blue Collar as a pretty serious role. He's good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all right, you know. Chris, you've had some yeah. time now. See, who's your favorite actor? You know, I'm going to stick with the comedy route because of mainly two characters: uh, Henry from Party Down and Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Uh, I love Adam Scott. Nice. Have you seen Ghosted? Yeah, I was just going to say, yet. I saw he's in a paranormal comedy. I'm worried, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of keep tuning in like a moment too late, and uh, it's on Hulu, so I'm just going to wait and see. Mm. Uh, if it's me, I'm probably saying leading man, I gotta go, Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's incredible, at least in current current modern actors historical gets a little trickier for me and uh i also decided the other day i was watching uh i'll get to it but uh john goodman i don't think of him a lot but he is just great in everything and it doesn't matter if it's funny or serious or whatever he just always kills it so that's who i'm going with no brother you know brother where art though he wasn't that yeah i've got two more questions but each has a follow-up oh shit chris okay did you ever like the band nine inch nails yes do you still i can't i guess no just because i haven't listened to them in like a decade i mean fair enough nine inch nails yeah did you like them ever do i i did for a brief period of time i remember owning the cd of the downward spiral so safe to say you don't like them anymore or don't listen no, to them not anymore. A, not a fan. Yeah, I haven't listened to them. Maybe I should give it a shot. I'm not trying to be. No, I'm not. Uh, I just well, I was going to say, because I thought we might all have the same reaction and that they were so critically acclaimed, unassailable for a long period of time. But now I just can't imagine. I, I haven't to- cho- chosen to listen to them and like you said, Chris, probably more than a decade or so. Yeah. But they do seem to really, I've been reading the book Columbine, which got a lot of good press and it was all about Columbine. And just, it kind of like was a portal back to that era, you know, when I was in high school when that happened. 
and the uh, I don't know. I just feel like some it kind of made me think about Nine Inch Nails and how what a touchstone that was of that time, in much the same way that kind of that Columbine came to be, and yet we've sort of outgrown, I think, in large part, Nine Inch Nails, and yet we have an outgrown mass shootings, you know? I don't know that I have a point there. I'm just kind of rambling a bit. Last question of the hot seat. Brian Costco. What's the last good movie you saw? And don't forget I have a follow-up. Is it to me? Yes. Last right. good movie last you saw. Last good movie I saw. Oh, what was the last good movie I saw? Probably, you know what I saw? I saw um, the Jim Jarmusch, uh, Iggy, Iggy and the Stooges. Oh. Search and destroy. It was pretty sweet. I bet it was. I forgot that existed. I should check that out. Now, here's my follow-up question. Would Gary Barnage like it? I don't think so. It seems a little too heady for Gary Barnage. Because he's in, like, Michael Bay and shit, right? Yeah, I think, you know, he likes some good movies, but he also seems to trend towards the popcorn. I think Gary Barnage with like King of Queens, like the TV show. I yeah, I think there's a strong possibility. All right, Chris, same question. What's the last good movie you saw, and would Gary Barnage like it? Uh, just yesterday, I watched Blade Runner. The um, new one or the original? The original. Nice. Um, I love that movie, and Gary Barnage would not like it. Fair enough. Uh, I watched, it was actually the second time I've seen it. I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane starring that, John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about that. And uh, I, yeah, I think that movie is far better than it you would expect in it being a sequel to a big budget, you know, franchise kind of thing. And uh, Goodman's great, acting's great. It's just a really tight, entertaining movie. So I actually do think Gary Barnage could get down with it, though. Yeah, so that's it. That's it for this Barnage Blockbuster edition of the Hot Seat. Hot Seat, Hot Seat, Hot Seat, Hot Seat, Hot Seat, Hot Seat. Yeah. Let's go right into the Tweet of the Week. Brian Weeby, can you sing the song for us? It's the Tweet of the Week. That was probably terrible. Bernie, what's this one with the puppy? It's beautiful, man. The, the adorable puppy? Is that what we're looking at here? Is that the one you want to talk about? The one Is that from Bernie? It is from Bernie. I had to crop his name. So I could fit in that there is a picture of a cute little puppy with a cast on its leg. It says, poor baby. And then Bernie wrote, since the adorable pup is on injured reserve, puppy emoji, I have an opening on my couch if it wants to watch football today. Football emoji, thumbs up emoji. And I just thought that was cute. He also had one that says, red go browns. Who said that? Somebody said that in our text thread the other day, and it was before I read this. Somebody was like, I so much want Browns. There's a Bernie tweet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Chris Chris used it. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my heart is ready. ready (laughs) And want Browns be something different. And um, his prediction was essentially, uh, yeah, and he's spot on there. 
I think that sums up all of our feelings every Sunday. Yeah, Bernie's he's like a um who did the, the what's the name of like the thing whatever you go see him is like up on the mountain. Bernie's like that. Guru. Guru. The Oracle. Bernie, I want to read this one and then Brian, I'm gonna let you take the last one there. Um all right. Initially, we're gonna use that to debut your new segment. Tough right. points. Hashtag hashtag tough points, but uh Bernie cares our QB. I'm having the same problem. Thumbs down. Better than my technology skills, football, go Browns. And that is in response to a tweet that says, TV, I don't hear any sound on this vid, Bernie. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're just hoping people hear some sound on this podcast. So we're right there with you, right. Bernie. Yeah, because half the time, Costco sounds like a crazy robot. <laughs> Same with you guys, so I don't know what it's going to sound like. Picking up every other word over here. We have just made some sort of like da-da football podcast. I'm publishing it either way. I like it. All right, so... Did a train last... just arrive? <laughs> what happened? That's uh, my phone chimes. 6P, 1P. All aboard. Okay, here we go. Last uh, Bernie tweet. Tough point. Tough point. Give, okay, this is in response to Tony Grossi, who I don't like, and we've mentioned that before on the podcast. Oh. He, he said, Brown's EVP Sashi Brown on passing up Deshaun Watson and Malik Hooker by trading down with the, session, with the Texans. Sorry. The quote is, those decisions are always difficult. And Bernie responded to the tweet with, give Sashi credit for standing up and facing these tough points and decisions. Football emoji, go Browns. <laughs> and tough is spelled the only way it yeah. should ever be spelled. T-U-F-F. <laughs> and it's capitalized along with points, tough points. Yep. So uh, that's your... T- Tough point with Brian Weeby this week. <laughs> uh, what should Speaking tough point Texans, be as a segment? I feel like we've got we face a lot of tough points as Browns fans and on this podcast. Points. I think maybe we could, if we do ever want to rebrand entirely, tough points is not a bad title. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough points is pretty great. <laughs> Or maybe oh, when God. we do our All fundraiser, right. I could be it could be Bernie wearing a jersey that says "Tough Points" for the for the T-shirt design. Uh, is that it, you guys? Uh, are we done? Yeah, I think so. Is is this a the way you guys answered that? It sort of felt like we're done. Right.